are you what are you doing are you are you having a steering contest with the future of digital health who's gonna blink first it's the august 4th episode of health tech deals i win you're listening to health tech deals I'm Jessica DeMassa, and this is the show where I ask Matthew Holt to weigh in on the week's most important deal flow in healthcare technology in just two minutes. You should be right. twice, you're supposed to come and rescue me, or you're supposed to short Teladoc, one of the two. <laughs> All right, well, what, oh my what, what? God. Hey, speaking of Teladoc, how about these earnings reports? Let's start with theirs. I feel like, I mean, like how how has demand gotten so low? How how is Jason Gorovic still there? What is going on? <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's it's theirs is still because you know they paid a lot of stock. They paid some cash, but they paid a lot of stock for Luongo, and they're still steadily writing it off, writing it off, and devaluing, devaluing. To some extent, it doesn't matter that much. Obviously, the original stockholders got diluted, but you know, people who bought in since then, you know, bought into the whole mess, not the original mess. So anybody who bought in since. <laughs> when we did, or when I did, <laughs> you know, last year, is already holding the bag for that whole thing. But I think you're right. You know, they're sort of inching back towards profitability, but the but they're not there yet. You know, even Amwell is still losing a ton of money, but that but but um, the demand is not as strong for those telehealth products as we were kind of thinking. And I I met a I met a, a money film seller, a, a VC at a party a couple months ago, and he said, you know, the worst problem for these guys was the pandemic because it meant that everyone had to do telehealth, so people realized they didn't actually need MB Live or Dolce Demand or Amwell <laughs> or Telehealth. They could do it with like an iPhone and FaceTime and you know Doximity <laughs> and DoxyMe and you know Zoom all came in and, and 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 so they're having a bit of trouble reestablishing themselves. But if you look at the whole sector, right, since the dog days at the end of May when we were all slitting our wrists, it's actually, you know, June was there bumping on the bottom. July picked up a bit, you know, and August has been okay the first couple of days. And, uh, you know, so they're off the bottom. Then we have, you know, one medical being bought. Well, speaking of that, I saw, I think Axios had it, and I can't remember who said it, but somebody had said that they they were – predicting that CVS Health might buy TDOC because they have said in their earnings that they want to get into that primary care space. And it's like, yeah. that's the way to do it. Well, I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah, they've got a clinic. They've got the clinics. They don't really have the telehealth thing. You know, you've got, uh, but um, they, and Cigna, which, you know, competitive editor bought NB Live. So yeah, are they really going to become a combined provider? Do they need it or can they do it themselves? I mean, Teladoc's still pretty expensive, right? In terms of, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's double the size, double the, the uh, market cap of one medical. I think so. Hard to tell these days. Certainly it's not where it was you know, <laughs> a while back. You know, it's not the $40 billion company it was at one point. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, figure out what other deals have been done? Because there is yeah. stuff happening. Yeah, there is stuff happening. Not if you're a digital health point solution, but if you're anything else. <laughs> uh, there's one or two in here. Do you have your timer? I found my timer. Finally. <laughs> All right. You ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. Everside Health, 164 million, raised our total up to 329. This is a bunch of worksite clinics. What, what else do we know about them? Yeah, th- this used to be called uh, Paladina Health from way back when. It used to be owned by um, Davida, the, people, the clinic care people who also sold healthcare partners, the LA chain to uh, to Optum. So it got spun out. Um, so this is kind of like lower class one medical on the work side, a bit more like crossover health. They have like 350 clients. Um, and this money is from NEA, right? So big money, OKCF is in this as well. 
Um, but this is a you know a serious challenge, and I think the future of worksite is non-trivial. In other words, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of options for people who want to have a worksite primary care group and think that will save their overall money. A bit like the way Amazon's doing with their uh, doing it with crossover in the warehouses, not so much with one medical. All right, what about particle health? They get 25 million, brings your total up to 39. This is an API play, but these kind of confuse me. Do you know the difference? No, no one knows the difference between these guys, <laughs> Redox, Human API, Health Gorilla. It's all the same stuff. Uh, the reason I put this in is the CEO is uh, the former Kim Turn. Kim, Kim Kruger's intern at Health 2.0, Troy Bannister, CEO, also worked at Startup Health. The person who's ever worked at Startup Health and Health 2.0. And Ambus Ventures, Rebecca Lynn, who doesn't do a lot of investing, but was in our favorite Doximity and a bunch of others. She's the uh, she's the main lead on the investor side. All right. And what about Annex's Health? They get thirty three million. Zooms are up a total up to forty three. I have no idea what this does. Transformation. Yeah, capital. this is yeah. helping transformation capital. Do much of the crew are in this. This is helping uh, for oncology drugs. Figure out how do you get access to the, all those programs that enable financial assistance for oncology drugs. This is kind of a front for help for drug companies to sell more more expensive oncology drugs. You know, it's one of those weird things that happens only in America. But yeah, uh, hopefully, it does something good. All right, five months after their launch with the $20 million round, Homeward lands a $50 million Series B, and they announced a partnership with, um, per, with uh, oh, my God, I'm blanking Priority out. Priority Health. Priority Health. I, need to, I have my notes <laughs> <for it. laughs> So, yeah, so your buddy Jenny Schneider is active again. Um, did you notice that I did a little interview with her, like, 10 minutes before she announced Homeward, and she kind of vaguely mentioned rural health and said she was doing something, but didn't let these. And then you have all these interviews with her. But... Uh, yeah, I have this so, interview here on this, which is uh, really inter- interesting. She said she wasn't looking for the money, but somebody forced $50 million into her, like, you know, forced yeah, it into really, her waistband while she wasn't paying attention or something. I don't know. The, she got strong-armed by, like, hey, Montanasia, Glenn Tolman, Lee Shapiro, <laughs> the personal money, not seven-wire money, and then the people who actually co-led the round, Arch Venture Partners and Human Capital. So, yeah. I mean, it, she said she wasn't looking at all. They were just like, here, take it. And, like... Well, well, I mean, I so, so so if you think about it, right? So Particle is heading, uh, sorry, not Particle, Everside is heading to the to the work site. They're going to be doing mobile and primary care, mo- mobile primary care in rural clinics. And that's going to be a big investment just for Michigan. I mean, if they've got this deal with with uh, with priority, priority. you know, 30,000 patients spread across a big area, there's going to be a lot of infrastructure required, not only in kind of, you know, vans and getting doctors and nurses and people out to these places and, you know, setting up, regional centers and mobile centers and all kind of stuff to basically raise the game the level of primary care for rural health but also a lot of these people are going to require you know monitoring they're going to require like hotspots there's, there's a bunch of technology stuff in there right? i know they should got a bunch of the old Bongo crew around to help out on that and it should work but but to me you know if you are going to build a really big primary care practice in rural america that's mobile no one else has really tried to do that right mm-hmm. and uh, part of the reason why it's there's little infrastructure out in, in region in rural areas is because it's bloody expensive to put infrastructure in. Uh, so I hope you know my fingers across the chain and the crew there that that this is good and that they don't sort of you know end up having to raise a gazillion dollars to service not that many patients because that has essentially been the problem we were on. That was the thing though she's that we talked about was the economics around it and this this fact that they are doing this infrastructure play at scale. But you know, I said the same thing. I'm like, well it doesn't seem like it's that many patients. She said that she she's like the when when she was at Lavongo, the, the number of people that the market for diabetes was like thirty million. 
number of people who live in a rural market in America, it's 60 million. So she's literally got double the market that everybody was so hot on for Lavongo. She's literally got that. They're just spread out differently. <laughs> well, they're spread out. I mean, and they are less healthy than mm-hmm. urban populations, probably on average, right? But it's, um, and they've, and there are obviously a lot of things going on there that you know, haven't been treated. There's a lot more The other little fun fact on this that I thought was really interesting, she said that there are basically seven health plans that cover 90% of rural people who are on Medicare. So she's got one of them now. So really, like, I mean, truly, like, (laughs) I mean, hey, if you want to get, I mean, there's a, there's a business to be done here. (laughs) And if anybody can do that, (laughs) yeah, I mean, let's, let's wish, uh, wish her and the game there a lot of luck. Um, And, you know, hopefully, look, what do we know? We know that access to care and access to a lot of stuff in rural america is a mega big problem as we've been living with the cities and we you know joke about flyover states and whatever but but that's where we have a lot of issues so you know that they're, they're, they're doing uh they're doing god's work with the venture capital bent yeah well, if you want to t- t- take a look at that interview that I did with Jenny or find any of the other WTF Health interviews that I do, you can follow along with me on Twitter. Of course, you can follow along with Mr. Holt. He's doing similar stuff over there at Bolty Boy on Twitter. And to never miss an episode of any of this, head on over to the healthcareblog.com and sign up for our email newsletter and get these delightful little health tech deals episodes and all of the other content delivered directly into your inbox whenever we feel like sending that out. <laughs> Hey, happy birthday. Last, last word for you. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm getting younger and more beautiful by the day. You getting any wiser? Because that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.